When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into this week's episode of the Dublin to Denver podcast. It, um, we are at the end of January as we record this, and the Kansas City Chiefs are once again in the Super Bowl, while our beloved Denver Broncos released wallpaper last week of two impending free agents. With that said, I am joined by a colleague co-host Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing? I am doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing about as well as the reaction to that that uh, introduction you gave us, Carl. Um, for some time now, it has looked increasingly like the Chiefs are the new Patriots. Um, and I think Sunday was further evidence, Colin, for me, because this is not a particularly talented Chiefs team as they go certainly from an offensive point of view it's a very good defensive defensive team uh, but this is not a great Chiefs offense column and we've seen that in the past with what looked like ordinary enough Patriots teams who somehow find themselves in the Super Bowl I think primarily of that uh, and that Patriots team that beat the Rams the Jared Goff led Rams column really seemed to have much business being in the Super Bowl and certainly wouldn't, nobody would have really thought they were going to win the thing and then they, they won it with relative ease and it appears now 
as if things weren't bad enough for the Broncos, that we kind of need to probably accept the fact that for as long as Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are in in cahoots and in situ in Kansas City, they will probably be going to the AFC Championship game, you know, nine times out of ten. Um, that's where we're at. That's the benchmark. We have to, we have miles to go to catch that. Um, you know, we first of all, we need to get into the playoffs. We have so many things we need to fix. But yeah, not a not a great, I mean, we, I think we both call it, Colin, we, we did call a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl last week on the show. I think we both wanted to be raw. Um, I did find myself after having watched, I didn't stay up to watch all of the Lions game, Colin, I watched the second half highlights the following day. Um, and as, as, disappointed as I was for I, I know one Lions fan and he is very much a long suffering Lions fan as disappointing as I was for the Lions and as disappointing as it was for Goff and Campbell and um, I do think and this is where we're at now uh, I do think the Niners probably have a better chance of beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl than the Lions did because I think that the Lions glaring weakness all season was hugely exploited by the Niners in the second half and I, and I think that the Chiefs would have got after the Lions secondary uh, mercilessly if they'd made it to the Super Bowl so look we we, we are all hey we're all Niners fans but always been partial to them I think if I had my time over call or not if I had my time over but you know there was three teams that vied for my affections back in the 80s one was the Broncos who won the other one was the New York Giants mainly because of Lawrence Taylor and the third one was very much the Niners with Joe Montana. So hey, I'm I'm kinda, you know, hoping that uh, my my kind of my third team, if that's you know, a bit fans don't really have that. But I, I've always liked them. I like the culture, I like the team, I like the you know, the the way they changed the game with the West Coast offense. I love Bill Walsh as a coach. Um so I'd be delighted for many reasons if the Niners were to to uh to win the thing. Um but I don't know if they will. Yeah. Um I, I I would echo pretty much everything that you have said there. Um, I I will say like even as a a Broncos fan and just a football fan, um, you have to admire what the Chiefs have done. I mean, this is Patrick Mahomes has uh over the past couple of years had the number the top uh cap hit last year, second top cap hit in the league this year, and they're still making. Uh, the the Super Bowl. Um, let, we might not like it, but you have to acknowledge that is seriously impressive to have the player with the top cap in the entirety of the the league, and you're you're still in the Super Bowl. It's generally not how uh, things are done. Um, but that that to me, I suppose, Stuart, is to lead us on. Like that's where we should be trying to get to. And, and it's very difficult to get there. And it's something I've been thinking about and that I've seen it discussed a little bit is the idea with the like the the year, the salary cap era was about parity and about creating, uh, you know, doing away with, with dynasties as such. But it doesn't seem to have happened in that way in that you, you still have the dynasties. And I suppose you need to delve into it a little bit more, but does the salary cap not take into account generational QBs? So, you know, the the fact that if you have a Mahomes, if you have a Brady, if you have a Manning, there's an enormous chance that you will get to the Super Bowl every single year. And 
if you don't have one of those guys, essentially what you need to have is um, so somebody on a rookie contract. So if we take the last 12 Super Bowls, right? So we are talking about the, the Super Bowl era. Of the, the last 12 Super Bowls, the quarterbacks, uh, Brady went to five of them. Mahomes has been to four of them. And Manning went to two of them. Now you are talking there about um, realistically probably three of the top five quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, so you need to have one of those guys. Uh, you uh, uh, Outside of that, the, the rookie contract, Russell Wilson went twice on his rookie deal. Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal. Joe Burrow, Goff, Flacco, Kaepernick, Purdy. And Foles went there on Wentz's rookie deal, I suppose. Um, so th those are your other options. Sometimes you strike gold, right? You hit lightning in a bottle. Cam Newton had an MVP year. Matt Ryan had an MVP year. And the others outside of those are uh, Stafford and Grappolo. So essentially, you need a genius offensive coordinator as head coach. Um, and you also need um, Aaron Donald, um, so one of the best defensive players uh, to, to play. Uh, or in the, in the case of Garoppolo, um, Kyle Shannon and Star Studded. So I, I suppose to me, like, all of those things are suggesting like the quarterback position you have to hit on generation talent or you have to have somebody on a rookie contract which goes to what we say what we've been talking about but also like look at the look at those guys in in the last 12 um who who've made it there the vikings aren't there the saints aren't there and yet that is where the broncos have drawn their brain trust from and i'm not saying like i Sean Payton is in situ. It was a weird first year. I'm trying to, you know, get, I think you give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm happy we have um, a, an offensive-minded head coach. But my concern, Stuart, is the recent moves where we're bringing in yet more Saints. And it's not Carmichael himself, but it is follow the fact that this week alone, we, we brought in on the player personnel side somebody from the Saints, and we now brought in Pete Carmichael. And by my counting, I believe that brings it to 11 former Saints that we have on the coaching staff. And we're now beginning to see uh, Saints staff come in to the um, the front office. Like, maybe this works. Maybe he's looking to, to be comfortable. But it strikes me that, you know, when you are, when you're not willing to go beyond your comfort zone, is would you have concerns am i misguided in my thinking on that hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'd have some concerns, Colin. I think um, I, I do think I'd add a caveat in regards to the, the fact that the Saints didn't make the Super Bowl. I think they were incredibly unlucky. Um, and they were downright shafted in one instance. They did deserve to go to the Super Bowl at that time, and they changed rules then in regards to an egregious um, non-holding call. Um, so I think they they were close. Um, but the Vikings have been nowhere next to near the thing. Um, and, you know, I think only for the fact that they went for, for Cousins instead of us going cheap with Case Keenum or whatever Elway pronounced his name, I can't even remember it. Um, they, they've been able to, you know, kind of been on the door a little bit in regards to the playoffs. They've made it a few times. They've not really made any noise there, Colin, because I think that's who Kirk Cousins is. But, you know, you're not exactly talking, a, you know, a behemoth of winning football with the recent Vikings. Um, I guess this is something that people tend to do, Colin. There is kind of the comfort in, in, in having people that you're familiar with. Um, not so much, not a huge problem. I mean, I guess with with Carmichael Con, like you know, Sean Payton is is presumably still going to call the plays. So I'm not sure. I mean, obviously he's going to have some impact, and, and there was a reason why Payton went out to get him. But I mean, to me, Colin, I'd I'd be, you know, I'd be more concerned with who's still our defensive coordinator, who didn't come from either the the, the Saints or the the Vikings. Um, in 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 France, and there's there's absolutely no conversation about fans getting the boot. Um, interestingly enough, there's no there's no interest in Vance getting any of those vacant head coaching uh, interviews, which you know should come as a surprise to nobody, given them yet another well below average season from him. Um, well, I, I I get I I understand the call. I I I I just think, and you know. Your your points about the Super Bowl year, I think you're, you're right. I think, to me, that's why it just backs up the the, the point about we've done the retread route. It doesn't work. Um, Stafford was 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 I think probably the only exception. I mean, you can't really argue that Brady was a retread con because I think that was a, they were an exceptional set of circumstances. Brady still had some. He still had some juice, and they had a good team in Tampa Bay. They just didn't have a quarterback. And then because of, in a Manning-esque fashion, because it was Brady, he was able to get somebody like Gronk out of retirement, for example, who made a huge difference in that Super Bowl. Um, but the retread doesn't work, Colin. We've tried it. And I think, you know, even allowing uh, for the fact that you need to hit in a generational talent, um, it seems clear to me that the best way to go about these things is to try and get a rookie QB on that rookie contract and surround him with as much talent as you can afford. Um because that seems to be the best way of achieving meaningful success in the NFL at the moment. And the examples are myriad. You, 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 you list them out. Um, you know, and I think given already the situation that we're about to find ourselves in with Russell Wilson's contract, which is going to still hang around us. Um, to me, there's, you know, there, there is no other option than drafting a quarterback in the first round. And if it, ha- uh, you know, if that requires a move up to do that, then fine. Um, but it's it's the only thing, and, and and I'm still seeing mock drafts with cornerbacks from Alabama being paired with Pat Sertan with interior 
D lineman, um, you know, to get past or up the middle. And I, I find this baffling column. I really do. Um, I was interested to see, I, there wasn't much heat in it though. There was some kind of rumor about us making a move up to pick three to get Drake May. And um, there's a lot, there still seems to be quite a lot of heat on the Bo Nix to the Broncos story. I'm happy enough with that. I know Bo Nix is not the greatest day in senior ball, but I do think you need to take into far more consideration a player's body of work. And Bo Nix has had an excellent body of work. He seems to me the most Sean Payton ready uh, QB that we will find in the range that we will be picking in. And it's, it's a no-brainer, Coleman. And I don't know, maybe there's an element of, of you know, uh, mock drafters feeling like they have to create some kind of alternative narrative in order to keep fans interested. I get it. Um, but I, I mean, Colm, I will be absolutely stunned and, and, and beyond disappointed if we don't pick a quarterback with our first pick this year. Um, because again, if we, if we don't, then we're just looking at treading, we're not even treading water at this stage, Colm. I mean, we're so far away. Um, you know, we, we had a bit of a run during the season, which elevated us a little bit, you know, but as we said here, that was due to an historic run of takeaways by the defense. You know, we still nearly lost to the Bears when the Bears were dreadful. We had a couple of good wins on the road, you know, but still, like, we're still miles away. Um, and I just feel that, um, you know, if we don't pull the trigger column, if we don't go out, and, and you know, like, look at Lamar Jackson. I know he had a horrible game the other night, although I think a lot of that was to do with play calling as well. Baltimore have been a run-first team all season. Baltimore, after the first quarter, decided not to bother to run the ball at all. Like, Baltimore played that game column like they were losing 27-0 at halftime. And, you know, that that I, I, just a collective meltdown. Lamar Jackson was, what, pick 32? Um, he's almost certainly going to be the MVP because the boats were in before the AFC Championship game. Um, is he a generational talent? I'm not sure, but he's a damn fine football player. Um, and you know, I I don't think that's the only time that he's going to get to the uh, to the AFC Championship call. I think he'll be there thereabouts. Um, so to me, I think you just got to keep pulling the trigger until you find him. You know, and I, and I agree with you, Matthew. You, you go for the guy, let him see what he's like this year. If he's absolutely lost beyond belief, then, you know, chances are you're going to have a high draft pick again next year and maybe it's time to go to the well again. Um, you know, sorry, and I sort of tan I tangented it off. Um, so am I worried about Carmichael? I'm, I'm not I'm not too concerned, but I, I do think, Colm, you know, I would like to see some kind of, of injection of fresh ideas um, it's interesting that our defensive backs coach has already been poached by other teams to interview for defensive coordinator roles. Um, that would be a shame to me because I, I think that's the one area of the defense that has been consistently excellent year in, year out. Um, and I, you know, it looks like we're going to lose him and we're going to be stuck with fans, your old pal. So, you know, I, I, I guess if they're going to go back to the Saints column, you'd like it to be somebody that's kind of an up and comer. Carmichael, I think, is, he's, I'm not sure exactly how long he's been there, but. He's not exactly one of those kind of hot young offensive coordinators that kind of gets the pulses racing. So I'm not massively concerned, Colin, but I, I do share some of your sentiments and, and, and it just feels slightly conservative to me. And I think we need, we need conservatism, you know, is not something that I think this Broncos team or this, this franchise as a whole needs. I think we need some outside the box thinking and I think we need freshness and I think we need youth and, and aggressive new ideas to try and get this thing turned around.
Yeah, um, I, the the Christian Parker piece is interesting to see. You know, if that ends up happening, I see the Packers have interviewed a few people since uh, he interviewed. Um, now that uh, doesn't necessarily uh, mean um, that he didn't get the job, um, but it means that they're perhaps assessing kind of all their options and and what they're um, lo- looking at. Yeah, I, I just I think to me, I suppose the idea that you can again, and we touched on this previously, the idea that you can build a, a Super Bowl team um, or team capable of winning the Super Bowl and and then then drop in the QB, it I I don't I think that you know that un, unless you have Kyle Shanahan who has shown he can do it different quarterbacks um and, and his system is almost quarterback proof we haven't seen that with sean payton now we can say sean payton is a very good coach but we haven't seen him do it with different qbs in the way that we've seen kyle shanahan get there now we've got we want kyle to get over the hump and and ha- have that you know to put on his, his resume but we are like I, I think for for mo for the most part you have seen my my McVeigh is you know people might say that the trade but ultimately they haven't been back since um so they they traded for Stafford who obviously not was a number one overall all pick so the idea that you could just kind of drop any old QB into a team is something that the Falcons have have tried and and that hasn't worked I'm interested to see what the Falcons intend to to do. Um, there are obviously lots of teams going to be looking for for QBs this year, um, but yeah, I think you are kind of circling the you're circling the drain on, until such time, particularly in the AFC where uh, it is it is stacked, uh, and so yeah, you you might you might look your way into at best I think probably what the Steelers managed, um, where they didn't have a QB, but were the Steelers ever seriously a, a threat to, to anybody? And until such time as they get a Q- QB. Now, they have a very capable head coach who has never once had a losing record. So he obviously, he sets the floor on that team incredibly high. Uh, they're an or- a well-run organization. And yet, with all of that, without a quarterback, uh, they they just look lost. And again, they while they weren't bad, they were certainly boring. Um, from from looking, I suppose, uh, both at the the playoffs, Stuart, at the the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, and the the various other rumors that have kind of been swirling uh, around the the league. Is there anything else that kind of caught your eye over uh, the the last week uh, that you wanted to uh, touch on uh, in this week's episode? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, I think, Colin, um, it's interesting. Just uh, I noticed on our our, our, our mother website, um, uh, there was an interesting article about how there's a lot of question marks over the wide receiver core, which is interesting to me because going into the season, I think we probably would have all considered the wide receiver core as arguably the strongest position group we had outside maybe uh, defensive backs um, and I do think there's quite a lot of um, of uh, potential turmoil um, you know and, and like it's 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 one of those situations Colin where you, like you look at the names like they're good names on paper like you know even guys like Brandon Johnson you know little Jordan Humphrey they, they, they were able to contribute you know you've got people like Tim Patrick who you know, he suffered in another devastating injury. Um, Mims, who had a great season as a returner, but as you sent me something recently the other day, maybe not so much when faced with man-to-man coverage. Um, and I think, you know, the big question for me still is is Jerry Judy. Um, you know, because I think, like, Colin, somebody's getting traded, you know, and, and the wider receiver room was the one that was probably, you could argue, was the most stacked. Um, and And given the, the the dearth of real talent on the team, the fact that we we don't have a second round pick column is 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 a, is a huge problem. I think I think it's been sort of somewhat forgotten uh, really um because there's you know naturally the the Russell Wilson situation which you know presumably will lead us to taking a quarterback in the first round or really well better um you know then we don't have a pick until and know is it like, 70 something or 80 something that, that's a long time to wait you know like you can get excellent you can get excellent contributors from every round in the draft con brought purdy being a prime example um, and you only need to look at the broncos history to know that we we found players you know the best running back in the franchise history was what a fourth fifth round or Terrell davis you know so it can happen but first and second round column they are premium rounds when it comes to to you know, you, you, you want to be getting starters from first and second rounds and you want to be getting players who, who are, you know, significant contributors to the team. You know, you, you want Cortland Sutton, for example, Colin, is a second round wide receiver. He's had some injury trouble, but I don't think anybody could come could come up with any kind of a compelling argument to say Cortland Sutton hasn't lived up to his draft status. I think Cortland Sutton's been an excellent pick and I think he's been a major contributor to the team in the years that he's been with us. Um, so I think we need to A, draft a quarterback with pick 12 um, or if the quarterback we like, you know, if he's still on board and if whatever kind of moves are being made, if we find out that Panix Jr. or Bonix are probably the two most likely, if we get the intel that they're going to be there at pick 20, maybe we can trade, we can move back. But if we do that, Colin, we don't, we don't want to trade back too far and also we need to make it worth our while. We need to pick up a second round pick. So my point is, I I would still be surprised if Jerry Judy wasn't traded. Um, I think there's been so much smoke there. It seems like Jerry Judy has been on the brink of being traded on a number of occasions. Most of the time, Colin, it seems like we ask for too much. 
Um, I think now there has to be some kind of realization that we need to maybe think about what we're looking for with Judy and maybe we need to package, you know, one or two picks in the, in the latter parts of the draft in order to get the deal done. But that for me, Colm, I think, and as we get closer to the draft, you know, you, you see all these players making names themselves in the, the East-West drawing game, the senior ball, stuff like that. You know, it's going to be difficult to get those guys in the third, fourth, whatever rounds. I think we need to move up and I think we need to somehow get ourselves a second round pick. So I, I, I'm still fairly convinced that Jerry Judy is not going to be a Denver Bronco going into next season. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, I wish, I wish we had um some, you know, real kind of positive, positive news to go with. It would be, <laughs> it would be a break. One, the one thing I'll round up with, um, and it's just, I suppose, something, um, that has kind of come out, Stuart, just in the last few minutes as we're recording. So the Athletic have done a huge piece about the Jets and what went wrong at the Jets last year. And there are numerous problems, but they t- spoke to different people in um, the uh, around the organization. The number of fingers pointed at Nathaniel Hackett and the fact that Hackett will be returning because of Rogers, because Rogers likes him. But uh, one of the lines from this that jumped out was Salah has explored adding to the offensive staff and creating a more collaborative play calling process that re- would reduce Hackett's role a clear indication that the team has lost confidence in his ability to run the offense on his, his on his own. And of course, of course, followed up by Rogers has been involved in those discussions because, you know, he is basically owner, GM, quarterback, and uh, the reason Hackett is there. But to me, I suppose, what just what, what this highlights in relation to the Broncos is, and I, I hope maybe someday we'll get it. How did Nathaniel Hackett end up as head coach, right? What went on, they, they clearly appointed him because they believed that they were going to get Rodgers. What went wrong? How did they get into position where they appointed Hackett and they didn't get Rodgers? That would be fascinating to hear the full story. And why why were so many people so willing to run with Hackett for so long? And, not, and, and why has there been no internal look at what went wrong with Hackett? The people who were involved in picking Nathaniel Hackett are all still in their positions. Every story, every week that goes by makes Nathaniel Hackett seem more and more um, just like just such a nonsensical hire. He looks increasingly incompetent. You, the, um, I, I've referenced it in relation to the Broncos before, Stuart, but it, perhaps even more so with Nathaniel Hackett, the famous Irish poem, No Worse There Is None by Jared Madley Hopkins. And it feels like with Nathaniel Hackett, there is no worse. There's no bottom to the depths that his offenses seem to fall to. And him as head coach, some of the stories and him as coach, some of the stories that come out. I mean, wow. Uh, I can only imagine what it must have been like uh, in the building and at Dove Valley. But I, I do think it is so telling that that happened and that there were no repercussions from that. They moved off of him. They swept the, that under the, the carpet um, and that everyone involved in it, it was just like, ah, well, mistakes happen. Ah, um, So maybe in the fullness of time, we will find out what exactly happened with Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos. We're 
just to follow up on that, the same people who were involved in that, and, and I mean, it, to me, it's it's shocking that Hackett has gone from the head coach of the Denver Broncos to the offensive coordinator of the Jets to somebody who cannot be trusted to do that job on his own anymore in the space of, what, 12 months? Not even. Um, those same people who, who, as you say, ran with Hackett for so long, they also handed a quarter of a billion contract to Russell Wilson before he'd ever threw a ball for the team. They're the same people, Colin. Um, there doesn't seem to be any kind of um, accountability at the moment. Um, and I just think that it's indicative of where we are as a franchise. And I think, look, I know I'm going to give the, the Panda Group the benefit of the doubt because there's been a lot of moving parts. Some of the things were in motion before they got there. But, you know, they are now, I think, on the clock from here on in. Look, it doesn't matter what I think they're on the clock or not. They are on the team. They can do what they want. But in fairness, Colm, I think they have clearly chosen Sean Payton over Russell Wilson. He told them, look, I, I, I'm finished with this guy. So from now on, I think, Colin, this is their team. He's their head coach. They went out of their way. They gave us draft picks to get this guy. Um, whatever about the panic group, Colm, you know, if we are looking at another season like this, can George Payton survive? Another year of mediocrity. Um, he really oughtn't to, um, you know. And I think George Payton is a hugely important off-season coming up column, starting very, very soon. And um, we don't have a quarterback. Um, we have a, a roster that is filled with holes um, and with players who have been overestimated and have underperformed and have been just, just you know, disappointments. Um, for a, a lot of different reasons, but some of them just haven't been good players, Colin. We big them up. I'm as guilty of it as any Broncos fan. Big them up every offseason. We hear all these reports. They're doing great stuff in training camp. And then when they get onto the field, they just do not make any kind of contribution. So, you know, I think now we're starting from scratch. I think, you know, we've seen the, the AFC and NFC championship games. We know what the standard is. We know how far we are from it. Um, and it is about time that the Broncos started to do something to try and fix that. It's been too long. My Detroit Lions friend, who I sent a message of of, of, um, of best wishes to before the game, sent me one back going, I do hope the Broncos can get things turned around. Colin, we're at the stage now where Detroit Lions fans are feeling sorry for the Denver Broncos. So that's my last incredibly negative statement on a, on a, on a somewhat downbeat podcast this week on but I think it's only fair given what's happened and what we have to look forward to in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks time indeed um Stuart as Bill O'Hurley used to say uh, on Irish television screens okie doke we'll leave it there so go Broncos go Niners please go Niners and go Broncos <laughs>